and 26 that says this Jesus looked at them and said with man this is impossible but with God all things are someone let the people know anything is possible come on and shout hallelujah hallelujah the, the counselor said there was no repairing of your marriage with man it is impossible, but with God it is possible. The doctor said there's no cure for your cancer, but let me tell you, man said it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. I wish I was in a church this morning that understood anything is possible. When we get in an atmosphere like this, anything, there ain't no telling who will get saved. There ain't no telling who will get set free. There ain't no telling. Hallelujah. Remain standing for the reverence of reading God's word. Can you put your hands together for dominion worship, leading us into the presence of the Lord this morning? Now give Jesus some praise in this house. Come on! Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. We've been in a series, and I know y'all thought it was Baptism Sunday, and we got like 20 people to, to drown. Come on. I tell you, y'all didn't know? We, we hold you down to the bubbles quit coming up. Because the Bible says that we've been baptized and be raised to walk in newness of life, so somebody's got to die. Come on, somebody. The old man is going to die today. You're going to be raised to walk in newness of life. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's glorious. But we're in a series and I did not feel permission to, to discontinue what we're talking about. And now I sense and see what the Spirit of God is doing. It's just only confirmation. Go with me to Genesis 1 and 26 out of the New King James Version. It says this. Then God said, somebody say, then God said, let us make man in our image. Hold on real quick. Let me give you some revelation right here. When God was creating creation, he created by his mouth. And anything that he wanted, he spoke to the thing that could produce it to bring it forth. He said to the seas, he said, part. And he said to the land that appeared, he said, he said, come forth. And he spoke to the heavens and they were. He spoke to the sun and it was. He spoke, but he spoke to those things. Somebody say he spoke to those things. Why? Because God knew he could not get out of it what it could not produce. And many will say God made man from the dust of the earth. He did. In physical being. 
But watch this. When God decided to make man, he spoke to himself. Because he knew that a seed produces after its own kind. And if you were going to be created in his image, he had to speak to the only thing that could... Come on, somebody. He had to speak to the only thing capable of producing him in bodily form, image. And then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeliness, let him have dominion. Everyone say dominion. dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle and all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps in the earth. Verse 27. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Father, here we are, created in your image. Father, none of us lacking anything. No mistake, no accidents, no mishaps. Every single person in this room that before you formed us, you knew us. And when you knew us, you pronounced your blessing upon us. You gave us your image before you ever gave us the authority. And God, we thank you this morning that as we would gather in this place and we would see the beautiful mixture of a canvas that when we look upon the faces of the people, we see you, Lord. We see your face. We see your eyes, your smile, God, because you're amazing that you would imprint your image upon us. What is man that you are mindful of? of him what is the son of man that you would make him a little lower than Elohim God you are amazing and yet you are mindful of us father we thank you for the people of God in this room today God we thank you Lord that they will leave here today not just free but found in you in Jesus mighty name somebody turn around and say this to your neighbor say what is God waiting on Come on, somebody. You may be seated all over the house. Say it to somebody else. Say, what, what? is God waiting on? i got to teach, and I want to be quick. I told everybody this morning, I said, all I need is about 20 minutes. Some of them laughed. I know, I know. Y'all want to go. But where shall we go, Lord? For you have the words of life. Watch this. I want you to understand something, and i gotta, I got to come against this because it's a spirit that has crept into the church. Man was not given power. I want you to be clear on that because many times when I'm in a church, I hear about power. God, give us your power. I felt the power of God on my life. And, and, and now I will remind you of this, that God will indeed share his power through vessels. His power will be demonstrated even through people. But God never gave you power because power is a source. And he is the source. But watch this. What he did give is authority because authority is a resource of power. Authority is the extension of power supply. When God's power is flowing, authority shows up. Yeah. 
Do you hear me? I got to teach you this morning. Because I want you to understand something. Man was not given power. He was given authority in Genesis 1. He said, have dominion. Everyone say dominion. And while we understand maybe we're in Dominion Church, I do want you to understand that this scripture became the breathing ground. And many would say, why? I'll tell you why. Because if you look back in the Bible, you can't go no further than Genesis. And then if you understand hermeneutically in the biblical text, then you understand it's line upon line and precept upon precept. And if you understand that, then you must, if you ever go to cemetery school, they'll teach you about the law of first mentions. That to properly exercise a text, you have to go back to the first place that that word was mentioned to understand the law of first mentions. In other words, it will cause everything to be hermeneutically balanced, line upon line and precept upon precept. And so many would say, well, why is the name of the church Dominion Church? I'll tell you why. Because Genesis 1.26 is the blueprint, somebody say the blueprint of God's plan for mankind. All the way back to the beginning, it's the original intent that when God created man, this is what he created you for. Notice this, when Adam came to fruition and Eve that was taken from his rib, the Bible says that God looked at Adam and he said, Adam, whatever you call it, it'll be. So Adam went around and he said, pine tree, and it was pine tree. He saw rhinoceros and saw, it, it, it was a rhinoceros. He said, giraffe, and it was a giraffe. Has any of you ever maybe wondered where did Adam get these terms from? Can I tell you scientifically it is proven that man only uses 10% of his brain. But I truly believe before the fall of man, Adam was operating in the 100% ability of his brain. There was not 90% laying dead. He, watch this. That's why Paul would come preaching and the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your Watch. He said change the way you think. And why do many people still live in suppression? It's not that the devil has your heart. It's because he's got your head. And the man of all wisdom in Proverbs would come preaching and teaching that as a man thinks, so is he. Oh, y'all read the same Bible I do. Watch this, watch this though. So Adam goes around and he's calling things what they are, fish, he says, redfish, he says, you know, he says, crow, he says, eagle, he says, lion, he says, bear. But watch this, Adam did not lose power. He lost his authority. And the frustration of man was that he was now in a realm that he was created to rule that no longer responded to him. He was, oh yeah, 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 I'm, I, I'm telling you better get this now, I'm breaking off meat this morning. So now man was in an atmosphere that he used to speak to and it moved and now when he speaks, nothing happens. And the reality of it is there are some of you that are sitting in this room and the reason why you're frustrated is because you're in an atmosphere that you can feel the authority of God but yet you lack that authority in your life and you're frustrated. Watch this, Matthew 28 and 18. I got to hurry. They gave me like a devotional time. Look at it, they got 19 minutes right now. I got to go. We're doing devotion this morning. Luke 9 and 1, Luke 9 and 1, Luke 9 and 1. Watch this, Jesus calls together his 12, his 12 disciples, the apostles, the foundation of his church in which he would lay. And he said to his, the 12 disciples, he said, together, he called them together and gave them, everyone say, power, power. and Authority, authority over all demons to cure yeah. 
diseases. Come on, somebody. Somebody say all authority. How much authority? Okay, so in other words, there should be nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. I just need to make sure the church understands. Watch this in verse 2. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Can I tell you something really quick? I need you to catch this revelation. So Adam loses his authority. He loses the ability to speak to a realm and a room and it shift and it change. Watch this. In God's grace, God eradicates him from the garden. Why? Because God didn't want him stuck in a place that no longer responded to him. And now, as the creation continues, we will see the increasing of sin. We will see Cain slay Abel. Watch this. Man came, and in the power of the tongue, there is life and death. And we see now, all of a sudden, the blood shed, crying from the ground. Why does your brother's blood cry from the ground? But watch this. As we go throughout creation, and then we arrive in Malachi, from Malachi to Matthew, there's 400 years of silence. God is not speaking, neither is he sleeping. He is watching his creation in the frustration. He sees people that were meant to break chains now bound. He sees his people in captivity. He sees his people being restrained by oppressors and suppressors. And then God said, then God said, then God said, I'm going to send. What did Jesus come? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to declare the favorable year of the Lord, to set captives free. Set captives free. Set captives free. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Jesus came, and what did he do? He came speaking. Watch this. He did not grab the mulberry tree and break it in half and say, curse you. He didn't grab the fig tree and break the limbs off it and said, don't bear no more fruit. No, the Bible said that he walked by it seeing that the fig did not bear fruit. And he said to it, he said, curse of you. And nobody will ever eat of your branches. And the Bible said that when the disciples walked by it the next day, remembering the things that they said, they were amazed in their heart, remembering the things that he had spoken. And so now we see what the first Adam lost, the second and last Adam, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the way, the truth, and the life, the only begotten Son of God, the Lamb of God that John would see in the revelations that stood and was the only one worthy to open the scroll. And he comes and he restores the authority. Watch this. What did he say? What did he say in Luke 9? He said, and I give you the power and authority. What did he do? Watch this. Jesus didn't just come to save you. He came to restore to you what's rightfully yours. That the scripture might be fulfilled in Deuteronomy 28. That you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed laying down, blessed standing up, blessed coming in, blessed going out. What was he talking about? He wasn't talking about your money bags running over. He was talking about Genesis 1. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And so, my God, I came to... Help somebody this morning. I need you to understand the believer's authority. You're not just saved to feel good. You're saved to to occupy your rightful place in the kingdom of God. He said you're the head and not the tail. The lender and not the borrower. Watch, watch, watch. Matthew 7, Matthew 7 and 28. I got to hurry along. I'm getting too excited. Somebody say there's no such thing. Y'all gather around your TVs tonight. You'll watch 75,000 people hoop and holler. 
and you scared to clap your hands in church. Ain't nobody got time for that. Matthew 7 and 28, and so it was. Somebody say it was. When Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, verse 29, and that he taught them as one having... I love this part. Not as the scribes. Oh, can I do it, Lord? Can I do it? Can I do it? They were amazed that he taught with such authority. Let me tell you something. Not only will the enemy recognize authority, he has to. But not only does he have to, watch this, religion does too. And the reason why religion hates authority is because, it, because authority can't be mocked you can play church, but you can't play authority. I got to say it. I got to say it. You know, I'm going to tell you the reason why, and, and, and listen to me now, there are many great moves of God. There's many great churches in this area. There are plenty of great churches. Kingdom of God, preaching word of God, hallelujah, souls getting saved. But I, I do got to I do gotta address the lesser of the two. And there's also many that if you go in there, you won't fight a devil, you'll fight sleep. Because there's, I, I know some of y'all didn't like that, but it's because there's no authority in the room. I've got to continue on. They're going to start throwing rocks in a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Too much in the church. We're looking. We're looking and we're crying out for more power. But can I tell you something? We need to quit crying out for more power. And what we need to be, be, be calling out to God for is a release of kingdom authority. Power will identify a demon. Authority will cast it out. can make a demon manifest but authority says you spirit of lust come out in Jesus name and Matthew my, my God and Mark said and by this power they'll have power to cast out devils in my name he said I give you authority power and authority I know I know I know I know I know a lot of y'all been taught just 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 be just be sweet, soft, Susie, the Christian. Just, just sit at your bus stop and we're just, oh, waiting on Jesus to come get us. No, matter of fact, the Bible I read, the only time he told us to wait and tarry was to receive power from on high. And then in Acts chapter 2, when they received power from on high, the Bible says that, that he spoke to him and said, now occupy. There's a difference between waiting and occupying. Matter of fact, the word occupancy or occupy there that Jesus commands his church to do is a militant term. It means, watch this, stand firm, stand ready, lean into whatever, occupy. Don't allow the kingdom of darkness in. Instead, you lead it and the, and the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. 
I gotta hurry, I gotta hurry, I gotta hurry. They said I got 10 minutes, 10 minutes. I know y'all just said, man, all I, I just wanted to see my daughter baptized. You're gonna see that. But you're gonna, we're gonna tell you why she's being baptized first. Watch this, watch this. I got to teach this real quick. The difference between power and authority, if you're taking notes, I want to show you this in Exodus 7. I've taught on this before, but it was something I really felt like I need to bring back. Exodus chapter 7 and verse 10. Watch this. The difference between power and authority. So Moses comes back from the burning bush. He's been out in the desert. God has given him Aaron. He's given him a rod. He said, what's that in your hand? And Moses is at the burning bush. He says, throw it down. And it turns into a serpent. God says, all right, cool. You ready? Go. I'm sending you into Pharaoh's courts. So Moses and Aaron show up and they went into Pharaoh. And they did so. Somebody say, they did so. Just as the Lord had commanded. Now, mind you, last week's lesson, remember what we talked about on authority, that authority is activated when we understand the assignment and we go with it. Come on, somebody. The Bible said in Luke chapter 10 that when they went out, he never told them about what was going to happen. He just told, told them to go and do. And when they did, they came back rejoicing, saying, Master, that even the demons are subject to us. And he said, Rejoice not that your name is written, that, that the demons are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And we understand that when we move forward in obedience, watch this, that authority is unlocked. Watch. And they did so. Somebody's saying they did so. Just as the Lord commanded, watch this, and Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Well, now watch this part. But Pharaoh, somebody say, but Pharaoh. but Pharaoh. Also called together the wise men and the sorcerers. Somebody say witchcraft. witchcraft. So the magicians of Egypt, and they also, somebody say they also, did in the like manner of the enchantments. Now stop right there. Stop. Go Watch, Moses throws his rod down and it becomes a serpent. In the church, we would be like, ooh, or some of us would be like, ah. <laughs> but, 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 Pharaoh calls together his little witches and says, hey, y'all do that. And they did it. I need you to catch that part. Because where deception enters the church is when we recognize authority as power. You better recognize and discern the spirits that are in operation. Come on, somebody. Just because something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't popular biblical preaching. But see, when, when we get in a room and just because things are manifesting, we automatically think God is in the house. Just because somebody stands up there and speaks in tongues, that don't mean it's a tongue from God. Y'all better learn to discern the spirit. Just because they hawk and they butt, that don't mean that's the spirit of God. There's a difference in power and authority. Watch, I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. Watch, watch, watch. Verse 12. Here's the difference between power and authority. You ready? For every man threw down his rod and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rod. That's the difference. I don't know what that was. That was not the Lord. <laughs> That's the difference. Watch this, watch this, watch this. That's the difference between power and authority. Authority will swallow up what power or witchcraft is trying to manifest. 
Why do we need authority back in our churches? Because we got too much power, too much witches. Come on, somebody. We got too much witchcraft in operation, and the people are jumping and dancing, and they don't know the glory of God ain't in it nowhere to be found. Good, I'm glad y'all clapping because here we go. You ready? You'll never walk in authority. Until you first submit to it. How does witchcraft, oper uh, how does witchcraft operate in leadership? They love power but refuse to submit to authority. Oh, it's quiet in the house of the Lord. That's fine. That was a beautiful putt right there on the back nine. How does witchcraft operate in a church? I'll tell you how. It loves power, but it refuses authority. And in the church, why we love power but hate authority is because to have authority, we have to be under authority. And to be under authority, that means somebody's got to be able to tell me what to do. And don't nobody in this room leave here saying service was so authoritative. <laughs> I just love services that dominion. The authority of God is in the room. No, 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 no. You know what they say? It's so powerful. You know why? Because you can identify power and not have to submit to it. It's quiet in the house of the Lord. Watch this. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Understand something. I, 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 I don't just preach this stuff. I live this stuff. I'll go public with it right here, right now. You ready? Not only do I have multiple pastors, ministry, five-fold leaders under me and under my covering, 22 different ministries, different states in the nation, uh, people even abroad. We're getting ready even to launch SOAR, our, 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 our accredited Bible college, and we're going into places like Africa, and we're going online. But watch this, watch this. And while I may have dozens of leaders that submit to my authority, even me being a man of authority, I understand that I must be under authority. And so I submit myself into the leadership and the covering of Apostle Ron Carpenter. Now watch this, watch this. Not just into the authority, but the covering. Because I understand that even being one of authority, I need to be under authority. Let me talk. Oh my gosh, do we got time for all this? I got three minutes and 30 seconds. Let me tell you how witchcraft operates in a church. We talk about having authority, but we don't submit under any authority. Y'all real quiet. Y'all real quiet. Y'all real quiet. Talk to me about the power, preacher. I want to hear about the power. You will never get power until you submit under authority. Well, I got three minutes and nine seconds. I think they pushed pause on it. Thank you, gentlemen. I love you and appreciate you. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew, I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Matthew chapter 8. And verse 8. Watch this. You almost preached my message this morning. I almost threw my shoe at you, sir. <laughs> Get out of that pool. What are you doing listening to the same God I'm listening to? <laughs> That's a nay. I'm serious. You can't make this stuff up. That's why I love church here. It's like, my God. Pastor Stephanie, get up here, sing songs. I'm like, did, 
We didn't even talk about that. Teacher Derek, get up here. I'm like, bro, get out of my notes. Watch this. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 says this. And the satyrian answered and said, Lord. Somebody say, Lord. Lord. Oh, so much revelation. Watch this. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Go on, verse 9. For I also am a man under. He did not just recognize Jesus' authority. He recognized him as one under. That word also means inclusive. In other words, we can, we can identify that I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And I say to another, come, and he comes. And to my servants, do this, and he does it. Watch this verse 10, it all comes home. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those that followed, surely I say to you, I have not found such great a faith in Eve, not even in Israel. You ready for the revelation? Go all the way back to the, verse, the first verse. I think it was verse 8. Verse 9, verse 8, there it was. And then the centurion answered and said, Lord. Somebody say, Lord. Lord. Watch this. The centurion soldier wanted a miracle of healing. He did not say healer. I'm not worth. Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all caught that. Watch this. He understood being a man of authority that how you receive someone... The Bible said this, receive a prophet in the name of a prophet and you receive a prophet's reward. I'm preaching a whole lot better than y'all letting on, but it's all right. Watch this. He said, Lord. And when he said, Lord, he came under Christ's authority so Jesus could say. I got to tell you what God's waiting on. We have created illegitimate children in the kingdom of God by making, watch this, by making them think that God has to give them power to receive deliverance, to receive salvation, to receive healing, to receive bondage-breaking freedom. I know that this is contrary to popular Christian teaching. But God is not waiting for you to receive His power for your freedom. So many people say, well, I, you know, I, I, I want to I do things for God. I want to go do them. You're not waiting on power to be released. If anything, God's waiting on you to come under his authority. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to go. We in the red now. Watch, 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 watch. Watch this, watch this. Isaiah 45. I'm going to show something that's going to wreck all y'all's theology. I got something I could teach, but I ain't going to teach it right now because I get enough stones thrown at me. I ain't ready to get no more for right now. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You do understand that God turned around and looked at man and he said, all right, you're in control. So we have people that say this. If God's a good God, why do bad things happen to good people? It's not because God is out of control. It's because his church is. I said it's because God, God's not, we're not looking to God saying, what are you doing? God is looking at his church and he's saying, what are you doing? I left you in charge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't popular preaching, but I'm going to prove it to you scripturally. Watch this, Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45. What if our world is in chaos because the church is? 
What if we're not seeing the power and the authority and the miracles of God like we want to simply because the church ain't submitted to his lordship? We love power, but we hate authority. Mm. Isaiah 45 and verse 11. And thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask of me of things to come concerning my sons. Somebody say sons. I'm going to connect that here in just a minute. And concerning the work of my hands, you command me. I've made the earth and I created man on it. I, my hands stretched out over the heavens and all their hosts and I have commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness and I will direct all his ways and he shall build my city and let my exiles go free for not for one, not for price nor reward, says the Lord of hosts. Now watch this. What did he say? He said, I made the earth. I made the heavens. But if you go back to the first verse, he said, but my sons, my sons, watch this. He says, you command me. What if we are not waiting on God, but God is waiting on us? What if line upon line and precept upon precept, the Bible says you have not because you ask not? What if heaven's not moving because the church ain't telling it how to move? I'm not telling, watch this, I'm not telling you to be disrespectful. I'm not telling you that you're God's boss. But I will tell you this, that I truly, sincerely believe scripturally that God is looking at his church, his ecclesia, his governing body, and he is waiting for them to command heaven how to move. I'm going to prove it to you. 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 Matthew 16 and 19. Matthew 16 and 19. And I will give you who? His church. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. Watch this. You ready? You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Why don't you have freedom? Why don't you have breakthrough? Why don't you have revelation? Why don't you have understanding? I'll tell you why. It's not because God is short concerning his promises. It's because you are lacking the lordship of Christ in your life. We love Jesus as Savior. But we really don't like him as Lord. Because if we like him as Lord, then that means I have to do everything he tells me to do. So that means the next time I'm in Walmart and I'm standing there in line and I know the lady behind me don't have the money to buy her groceries because Holy Spirit done told me. That means that if he's more than Savior and he's Lord, then I got to reach in my checkbook. I got to reach in my wallet. And even though I don't know her by name, I got to pay for her groceries because he's not just Savior, but he's Lord. And what he tells me to do, I will do. But you will never operate in authority until you come under authority. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Musicians, you can come on. Those that are being baptized today, if you want to make your way out, you can go back. The ushers will meet you. The restrooms are going to be used at this time for changing rooms. The portal will be used as well. 
If you got to make your way out, come on, let's just clap for what Jesus is doing right here right now. These that are being baptized, come on. Like 20-some people, come on, 20-some people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me all over the house. We're done. I did it. I did it, babe, in like an hour and a half, babe. I did it in like an hour and a half. Say you're proud of me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They're nervous, they're nervous because they're like, my God, we got 20 people to baptize and you saying you want to preach. Yeah, because the people need this word. Let me tell you the difference in religion and relationship. Religion will try to hold back the amount of revelation you receive because as long as you're held back in it, then you'll never become a son and you'll always have a servant mentality. And what we've done in the church is we've created the okay for a beggar mentality. We think we have to beg God. Let me tell you something. He said, if your earthly father's being evil, know how to give good gifts to the children who ask. How much more does your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask? What am I telling you? Watch, Romans 8 and 19. What is God waiting on? What is God waiting on? The entire universe is standing on tiptoe. In one translation, it says this, that the whole earth is waiting in great anticipation. But the reason why the writer of the Passion Translation put tiptoe is because that word of anticipation literally means to lean in with your neck stretched out. Watch this, what it says about you. It says the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. What did he say? He said, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to realize who you are and who I created you to be. I'm waiting on you to catch the revelation of Jeremiah that said before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I formed you. I knitted you together. There is nothing about you that I don't know. I'm just waiting on you to know what I know. Yes, 